It's Wednesday, April 20th, 2022. Coming up on the program today, there's a 16-year-old girl living inside of Meat Skelton, and I'm not sure what to do with this information. Plus, an off-brand Darman video featuring racist whippings. My neo-pronoun is King Shit, and school children receiving condom-filled eggs. Distorted View Daily proudly presents a McDonald's customer upset because cookies weren't ready. This motherfucking McDonald's never had my motherfucking fresh cookies. I got a call every time for my fucking fresh Hi. cookies. Hi. Hi, can I have you over to the right now, please? Are y'all gonna have my fresh cookies? Yes. And how long? How long? Two minutes. Two point. more minutes? Yeah. Two more minutes. Yes. God damn. What's your name? You the new manager? I'm the manager here. The new one, right? Damn, two more minutes. I'm going to I'm going I'm going to ask you next time I come, can y'all please have some fresh cookies? Cuz I call. I literally call. I literally call and make orders every time. It's not fine. Damn, for three cookies, I got to pull up for three cookies? Two minutes. Have a great day. All right. Okay. Okay. It's a matter of being recorded. I'm being nice to you, okay? All right, we'll close the close the damn thing. You said you was not Yeah, I am. I am. All right, give me my damn money for sure cuz y'all got some raggedy ass employees anyway. I don't want y'all mother cookies the motherfuckers up in there showing each other manicures and shit manicures that's what y'all got give me my money back give me my motherfucking money back i'm gonna tag your ass too i'm gonna tag your ass on facebook for, so look for me because this shit is ridiculous i gotta call every time for some fresh cookies at mcdonald's why well, i gotta call every time this shit is ridiculous yeah my name is brandy wooten follow me on facebook the brandy hive going up woo, 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 woo. i really do this i'm a real blogger though honey where's my money can i have my you already been threatening you was gonna cash me my money, so give me my fucking money. Damn. All right, hurry up then, because you that's what you said. You said you was gonna give me my money, so give me my money. Give me my money. Give me my money. Where's my money? Give me my money. Thank you, boo. I will never come over here again. Look at her raggedy ass. Remember her face. The brandy hive going up, and I will leave when I want to. I will, bitch. You too. The Distorted View Show with Tim Henson. I'm a sucker for other people's pain. I'm a mommy. I'm a mommy. The guy, he's in the dirty underwear or something. I don't know. He's sniff freak. Is Miss Vagina thinking about Mr. Penis? Tim Henson back here with you for the Wednesday edition of DV. Oh, I've got a great one for you. So happy uh, to be here doing this program. I'm just happy to be alive and not in the emergency room. You know, feeling much better. And I'm uh, I'm I'm like 99 percent sure we're going to be doing nocturnal transmission this week. I mean, the only thing that would keep me from doing this fucking live stream once and for all uh, is, you know, if I'm back in the emergency room or dead or something. So. Plan on joining me this Friday, 10 p.m. We're uh, getting close to 400 subscribers already on our new YouTube channel. So that's awesome. We've got a goal set uh, of uh, 1,000. That's the magic number. So thank you so much to everyone who's already subscribed. And to those of you who are about to subscribe, again, there's a link on the main navigation bar over there at distortedview.com. It's labeled YouTube. Just click it and then subscribe and, you know, hit the bell for notifications. You know the drill. Uh, I was posting some YouTube shorts yesterday. I sang a song to Taco Bell in thanks of them bringing back the Mexican pizza. And also we did a uh, Distorted View news update. If you saw that, you know exactly what I will be talking about in just a few minutes. Mead Skelton has finally come to the realization that he might be gay. Oh yeah, it's a whole thing. Hold on to your tits, freaks. 
Before we get into that, though, I, I do have to mention, I saw this post on uh, our subreddit, which is pretty neglected, and I apologize for that. I take full responsibility, but it's hard to promote all the different social media sites and, and ways freaks can communicate. I mean, I'm, I'm plugging the Discord pretty hard, and now the YouTube channel. A lot of times I forget to mention our subreddit over there at distortedview.reddit.com. It is a great way to post DV links or uh, talk about the show. As a matter of fact, someone posted uh, just recently, someone who's been away from the podcast for over 10 years, instead of just, you know, tuning into the podcast and seeing how I was doing, uh, he, he wrote on the subreddit saying, uh, you know, is Tim still alive? Where does he live? Does he have a partner? I miss Tim in my life. Well, thankfully, the, the show's still free. It always it drives me crazy when people say stuff like that. I miss the show so much. Okay, well, we haven't gone anywhere. And as a matter of fact, most of the replies have been uh, really great. People saying that the show is still uh, great. Uh, it's fucktarded as ever. He's still politically incorrect and an equal opportunity offender, but definitely punches down a little less in light of the whole world punching down more. He has permission to use slurs <laughs> and the wisdom to only use some of them. Oh, yes. I, I've gained some wisdom in my old age. Some freaks have passed on. Some funny weirdos have gotten less weird. Some truly heinous people have died. <laughs> About half the sound clips you were probably tired of are still in rotation, but he's got plenty of new obsessions, too. One post, the one reply that uh, thankfully got downvoted because I do not agree with this and it pissed me off. Um, What's up, witches? Replied, he's more PC now, unfortunately. You can tell he's afraid of getting canceled. A lot more pandering to liberal ideas. And it's annoying because we listen for stupid humor, not politics. This is obviously someone butthurt because I play all those religious right people and cuckoo crazy bananas uh, QAnon freaks. I don't. I, we just talked about this not too long ago, and I have a feeling it's the same person who left a bad review uh, is replying in this subreddit, which is fine. Whatever, free speech, right? I think for whatever reason, because this, you know, he's super sensitive because of his ideology. He, I don't think he can see when I make fun of uh, what people might consider the left. See, I consider the, the you know, the big fat people who uh, scream about fat phobia, teach courses on fat phobia, talk about how healthy they are in spite of the fact they, you know, they, they weigh 600 pounds. And then two weeks later, after that video was released, they die of a heart attack. I consider that to be like a, a leftist type video. That's a, that's a very liberal way of thinking. Same with the, the crazy... 10,000 gender pronouns. I've got a clip of that, as a matter of fact, I'm going to be playing today. I think that's a very stupid left idea. So I reject the notion that I'm only going after right-wing people because I'm pandering or I've become soft or more uh, politically correct or whatever. I think this guy just doesn't like it when I'm making fun of someone on his team. And you know, if the only reason you're listening to Distorted View is is you're like waiting with bated breath for me to say the N-word, if that's like what you think is hilarious, without any sort of real context, you just, you know, you want to hear some slurs because that's funny. I mean, I don't know what to tell you. Maybe I have changed. I'm not afraid to use any word, but I don't feel the need to unless there's a reason and I think it's funny. 
We feature so many racist people on the show. I mean, the N-word is flying on this podcast just because I'm not saying it. You know, you, you can get your N-word fill on TV still. I, re- I, I really, I just don't see the validity in, in that uh, criticism. Maybe I'm too close to it. You know, maybe, maybe I am a lot different than I was 10, 12 years ago. I think the show is very similar. And, you know, even, you know, even with within communities that I'm a part of, you know, like I am a gay, but I have no problem featuring gay people or trans like the the sound clip that I play the most at the top of the show is the how dare you? That is a disabled trans person. I should really be tipped to actually triple threat. right? (laughs) She's black, disabled and trans. I should be steering clear of that. But she sounds funny. She's got a funny voice, so I play it. And I laugh every time I do. See, I'm still a monster. All right, listen. I I don't know what you people want from me. Because you can't please everyone. And and this is just a a very vocal mind. It's one person, really. See, it just takes one person to get me all riled up. But I just thought I would address it. In case there were any others out there who feel the same way. Fuck you all. That's the TLDR of the whole fucking thing. Go to hell, assholes. I just want to say... How dare you? I know, right? The nerve of some people. Getting me all annoyed. Someone else who routinely gets on my very last nerve is Darman. We haven't played one of his videos recently, and we're not going to today. Because of the success of Darman and his stupid videos, a bunch of copycat channels have popped up. I didn't know about this one. Haley's Comet posted about this in the Discord. Uh, There's one called Generation Hope. The premise is exactly the same. Little life lessons are learned through dramatization. And, you know, they pander to the lowest fucking common denominator. Titles to videos include Landlord, Evict Single Mother. What happens next is shocking. Hot Girl, Exposed as Fake Beggar. What happens next is shocking. I mean, you know exactly what happens, right? She becomes ugly. No, (laughs) she probably has to become a real beggar eventually at the end, right? She loses it all. She becomes homeless. And then she learns of the true kindness of strangers or some bullshit. There was one video, it appears, that uh, was deleted from Generation Hope's YouTube channel. People felt like they went a little too far. The video was a bit extreme. I do have it here. It was re-uploaded onto another channel. The title, Racist Karen Whips Black Boys for Playing Basketball. (laughs) What happens next is shocking. What happens next? The very first thing that happened is shocking. The whipping of black people. That's that's shocking enough. All right, let's play this. Let's see how this all goes. There is a white woman. This is insane. Like the first second of this video is bonkers. We've got a, we've got a white woman walking in the park with a whip, and she walks to the the basketball court section. Cracks the whip. Hey. What did I tell you criminals about coming back to my neighborhood? Oh no, Roy, let's just get out of here. <laughs> no, Vince, I won't let her ruin our fun. Listen, lady, we aren't breaking any laws by having fun here at the park. I won't let you intimidate us anymore. Are you talking back to me, boy? I guess you forgot who used to own your kind and I'm about to remind you of that right now. Ow! Ah, that hurts! Ow! <laughs> She's literally whipping him! 
She, is she whipping the guy? There's one. Of, oh my God. Jesus fucking Christ. One of the black people is in a wheelchair. And we got a handicapped black person she's whipping. Ah, that hurts. Yeah. Vince, ah, help. Ah, now, one of the other black kids is uh, whipping out his phone discreetly, you know, to record this. Ah, that hurts. Vince, ah, help. Don't you touch him or I will knock your teeth out. Roy, hang on. I'll get some help. Now we're going to rewind. Earlier that day. Uh, set it up. Oh, oh, oh. Ah. The kids are just playing basketball. Not being go. whipped. Oh, yes. That part of the day. All right. All right. That was a lucky shot. Man, if I had legs, I'd still score on you. I got skills, son. Don't play me. Hey, my bad, Kobe. All right, so the guys are just, you know, having a little fun playing. Listen, I'd show you how the feet's supposed to go. Uh, uh, <laughs> is that a cripple joke? <laughs> okay, all right. It's getting a little too spicy here. Is what it is. No, you can make the jokes. I can't. Anyway, it's around this time that uh, the white woman makes uh, another appearance. She calls the boys hood rats, tells them to leave. She also wants them to give her uh, their ball. She's being a real bully. Now give me that ball and get out of my neighborhood. Ma'am, we're not giving you our ball. That's stealing. It's our ball. If you don't give me that ball right now, I'm going to call the police and tell them that you assaulted me. Why would you lie like that? I've done nothing wrong to you. Who do you think they're going to believe? Well, I don't want to be that guy here, but she's threatening the guy in the wheelchair. We don't even know if his penis works. He might not even be able to sexually assault someone. Even if his dick does work. If you were in any real sexual danger, you could get away. Who do you think they're going to believe? Huh? A little cripple like you or a sweet, scared little white lady like me? I don't know. I'd go with the cripple. Roy, just give her the ball, man. Just get out of here. It's not worth the trouble. Yeah. Listen to your friend, Tyrone, or you're going to regret it. It's Tyrese, not Tyrone, racist bitch. Well, they uh, they hand her the ball and she does this. Now that's a good little slave. She just happens to have a knife in her purse. No, my ball. <laughs> you got issues, lady. Get out. Oh, my ball. No, my ball. <laughs> it's just the most ridiculous, dumb video we've ever played. No, my ball. <laughs> That's something like a four-year-old would say when you take their ball away. This guy's like 17. No, my ball. I'm sorry. He lost his ball. First his legs, now his ball. He's having a bad week. All right, so uh, the crippled, oh, Jesus, the handicapped, the wheelchair boy <laughs> goes home and confesses to his mom that the, a mean racist lady popped his ball. She's like, you know, honey child, you got to stand up for your, yourself. And then the next day, she buys him a new basketball. And that brings us to uh, the current time, you know, when the when the crazy white woman is back with a whip. Let's see how that scene uh, finishes up. Ah, Vince, help! Don't you touch him or I will knock your teeth out. Roy, hang on. I'll get some help. Oh, look. You disabled, crippled piece of trash. <laughs> There's so many good sound clips I'm going to be able to get from this. No one's coming for you. Obviously, that is not true. As the woman starts to whip the boy, mom appears. His mama is right here. 
Nobody messes with my boy like that, lady. You ought to be ashamed of yourself. Vince, call the cops. You know, I just, I have to point out that uh, these boys both had cell phones the entire time. Every single interaction with this white woman, they could have just picked up the phone and did what the mom told them to do right now. Just call the cops. I mean, you could still film her with the whip as, as evidence. Just seems like this entire video was unnecessary. By the way, when he calls the cops, listen to this fine piece of writing. Hello, police. Yeah, we have a hate crime at Greensboro Park. 123 Main Street. So creative. Yes, 123 Main Street, any town USA. If you need to reach me, my phone number is 555-5555. I mean, good fucking grief. Just, you know, come up with anything. Uh, you know, the, the park at 3715 Vineland Avenue. See, that sounds more convincing. Doesn't take you out of the scene quite like 123 Main Street does. All right, we'll be waiting. Baby, are you okay? Yes, Mom. She hit me a few times, but I didn't let her break my spirit or scare me away, just like you told me to do. Good. I'm glad you didn't let evil win. Your father would be so proud. That thing has a father? Shut it. I'm not through with you yet. I'm going to make sure you go to jail for a long time. Who do you think they're going to believe, huh? A criminal or an innocent white lady? Don't worry. Well, you do have a whip in your hand, which is a little suspect. About that. I was recording the entire time you were attacking Roy. Now we have all the evidence we need to lock you up. You know, the thing about Darman videos is uh, the villain learns something, right? There's a lesson here. You know, like if this was a Darman video, the black mother would have seen that white bitch with the with the whip and uh, she would have said, wait a second, I know you, you're little Rebecca. I watched you every week when you was growing up while your parents worked late nights. I raised you, baby. And then the racist white woman would be like, Miss Chandra, that's you? How come you left me when I was 12 and I never saw you again? See, that's what made her hate black people. That's when I learned all black people just get up and leave. They don't care about their family, their friends, nothing. And then uh, Miss Chandra would be like, oh, baby girl, I didn't leave you. When your father lost his job, he told me to, to, to leave and not come back. But I wrote you a letter. He never gave it to you. What? All this time, I thought you didn't love me. Oh, baby girl, I loved you. I replaced all that love with hate in my heart. I'm so sorry. Right, that's how that f fuck, how the fucking Darman version of this video would go. You know, even with that video against me, you're not winning a trial. They are going to rule in my favor. They always do, okay? They know that you people are criminals and liars and crack dealers. Again, you're brandishing a whip at a playground. Once the cops arrived, Vince showed them the video evidence of Mallory whipping Roy. Mallory was arrested and sent to jail for her crimes. However, Roy and Vince continued to enjoy playing basketball without anyone bothering them again. It's important to treat everyone with respect and kindness. The moral of the story is to don't whip people like slaves. Mm, such an important message. Well, there you go. Uh, an off-brand Darman video. Let's move on now. As I recently teased in a couple of videos, uh, Mead has been very active on his favorite message board, the Apricity. He's got a new profile picture over there, and I gotta say, it's gotta be one of the worst photos of Mead I've ever seen. Take a look at the chapter artwork. This is what I'm talking about. You know, Mead has taken some good photos in his life, but he chooses to use some of the most awkward. This photo literally looks like 
someone caught him in the female bathroom and they snapped a picture of this perv right as he was walking out, you know? Anyway, Mead is having a bit of an existential crisis. He writes, I'm straight, but very effeminate? Question mark? I'm straight and I like women. I don't know why, but I was shocked at watching some of my videos. I appear to be rather effeminate. I don't know why this is a big revelation now. I mean, he's he's seen his videos plenty of times over the years, but all of a sudden it, it, it hit him. <laughs> he he seems gay. I can see why people mistake me for a gay. A gay. Why is this behavior coming from a heterosexual? I don't feel attraction towards men. I act very much like a flamboyant gay. Is this because I'm low T, low testosterone, or because I have three sisters? <laughs> Okay. Or what? Is there a way to correct this behavior? The maestro replied to Mead's post. Finally, <laughs> you've acknowledged something. Appearance wise, you don't look gay, but your voice pitch and the way you talk is pretty feminine gay like. But you can work on it. I think it has to do with something from your home or region you live in. The very homosexual Dixie South. Maybe because you like your mother so much you unintentionally want to be like her as much as possible. So through your life, you could have built this more feminine way of talking. Mead replied to that, uh, My mom died when I was 11, so I wasn't really around her long enough. Well, that, that that's a, an even better explanation. Your mom died at a very you know important age, right as you were hitting puberty. You missed her. You started to act like her. This is a very Norman Bates situation. Oh my God, if we found out that Mead dresses in his mom's clothing, like sits in her old rocking chair up in her old bedroom, <laughs> people driving by <laughs> just see Mead rocking back and forth in a wig, yodeling or whatever the fuck he does. Mama's little baby loves shortening, shortening. I love my baby boy Mead and he loves me. The most insane part of this thread comes from Mead himself. I can't believe this is this, this <laughs> makes me believe that um, everything we know about Mead is false in that this is just he's fake. He's not real. He's a troll. I mean, I know that's not the case, but this is so out there. I can't believe it's real. Mead says I think it might be one of my alters named Shelly. What? Are you fucking kidding me? Mead is one of those fake disorder freaks. He thinks he has multiple personalities. He's got a whole system. I think that it might be one of my alters named Shelly. She is a 16-year-old girl and likes to voice her opinion. For some reason, she comes out more on camera. Off camera, I'm very different. That means this whole time we've been featuring Mead, it's actually been Shelly. It's been Mead's female persona, which kind of checks out, right? Anglo-Celtic replied to this um, insanity by saying, uh, Say what? <laughs> well, this sure took a weird turn, and I may call Chris Hansen about your altar, Miss Sybil. Another person, Annie, wants to know why he chose a 16-year-old girl to impersonate. Do you feel comfortable when playing her? Please elaborate. Mead replied, saying, uh, I'm not impersonating. It's an altar. I'm going through deliverance to get rid of my DID. He later said, I'm not intentionally trying to behave like a female. It's an altar that came through some sort of trauma. This whole thread is full of just so many great, 
mead quotes. I wish this was a video because <laughs> the sound clips would be amazing. Uh, he asks, would you say I'm relatively masculine? I realize I'm not like Arnold level, but I'm like the butch lesbian masculine. <laughs> Some lesbian did tell me she is normally repulsed by men, but found me very attractive. <laughs> yeah, I could sort of see how Mead kind of looks like a butch lesbian. L look, we, we have to move on, but there's so many more pages to this thread and I want to read every fucking post. I need to get Mead back on this program because these are some insane developments and, and I need to uh, dig deeper. Finally, before we get into the news, I kind of alluded to this at the top of the program, but uh, we've got some new neo pronouns to learn. I don't want to come off sounding dumb here, but I don't even know what the word neo pronouns means. So uh, I have to look that up. Pronouns are words that a person may use to identify themselves instead of their name, like she, her, hers, him, whatever. Neo-pronouns are a category of new neo-pronouns that are increasingly used in place of she, he, or they. Some examples include z, zer, m, er. Okay, we're just making grunting noises now. Is that what pronouns have become? Please refer to me as a cow mooing. That's my preferred pronoun. Moo! <laughs> I feel like with uh, most pronouns, you can get an, an image of who you're referring to. He, it's a guy. It's, it's gonna look like a man. She, that's a, a, a female, feminine person. They is like either or. I can't get a mental picture of what a Z looks like. Well, now that we kind of know what neo-pronouns are, let's uh, learn some new ones. Hello, I am Blue of Trans Education, and I'm here to talk about neo-pronouns. I apologize for any background noise. My brother is currently playing bass. If you've been on TikTok recently, you've probably seen a lot of discourse surrounding neo-pronouns. I am here to explain the history behind neo-pronouns and why they are used. Neo-pronouns were created in 2018. <laughs> let's start by defining them. Neopronouns is a word used to refer to pronouns developed from the 19th century to now. Mm, 19th century, that's pretty old. Although there are some, like ow and ha, that have been used since the 13th century. What were they used for, though? I want to know what, like, what they were describing. So noun self-pronouns, which have been debated whether or not they actually count as neopronouns. Noun self-pronouns are pronouns like rot and rot self, where they take a noun. Rot? R-O-T? That's not a very pleasant way to describe yourself. And they just make it into a pronoun. One example of how to use pro neo-pronouns would be person is going to the store and G does not want to go by himself. An example of noun self-pronouns would be person is going to the store and rot does not want to go by rot self. In part two, we will discuss why they are used. Nah, you know what? That's okay. I'm good. As I have mentioned many times, I'm fine with the transgender thing. Not that the trans people need my approval, but personally, I can, you know, I, I'm, I have trouble sometimes understanding, but I can wrap my mind around it. But that's like, that's, that's the limit for me. And I'm not even like saying this in like a judgy kind of way. Like, I, you know, I don't know what the hell these people are. I just, I, I cannot understand any more than this. I just learned about a new one called King Gender. King gender is a male-aligned xenogender. I don't even know what that word is. That is lofty and grandiose. An individual who identifies as king gender feels that their identity feels majestic, imposing, and grand. Oh, so you're just like an asshole, a narcissist. 
you think you're king shit. That's not a gender. It's a personality flaw. This often involves a gender expression that is bold, commanding, and confident. King gender people may openly pursue reverence of their identity from others and or be very vocal about their identity to others with pride. As a matter of fact, there is a king gender flag. There's like some shades of purple that turn into white that uh, then fade into yellows. I'm not sure if that's a neo-gender or a xenogender or a xenomorph or a Digimon. I'm, I'm very confused. Do any of you freaks go by neo pronouns like that? If so, could you call in and uh, tell me your pronouns and what it means and why you're using them? Basically, I just <laughs> I want you to defend your existence. Thank you. Finally, before we get into the news today, I got to say thanks to Miss May. You know, she's a collector of all sorts of weird songs and albums and audio. Uh, she found a, a song by Charles D. Grubb Sr. called America's at War. It's one of those 9-11 tribute songs recorded back in 2001, shortly after the World Trade Center disaster. I love these things because I have yet to find a, a good September 11th song. There are tons of these things. The terrorist attack really encouraged people with minimal talent to pick up the guitar or piano. I think it's because, you know, at that time, we all, if you lived through it, you, you did feel kind of helpless. You didn't know if there was going to be another attack. Things were crazy. Emotions were running high. And some people just had to sing and get their thoughts out there. Uh, and that's the case with Charles D. Grubb. On September 11th of 2001, when we turned on the TV, it was not fun. See, it didn't take long for us to realize we were in trouble with this song, right? He rhymed 2001 with fun. It's like the easiest rhyme, right? He could have sang something like, you know, on that faithful, uh, fateful day in 2001, the world was stunned, right? That, that would have been better. Let's see where he's going with this. Some terrorists attacked the Twin Towers yeah. and they hit the Pentagon within the hour. Now America's at war. <laughs> now what the hell's going on? You know, I don't like swear words in my music, but I think this one time it's justified. That's I, I didn't rewind this. I, you know, he's just repeating that line. There were many people who died that day in America. Everyone got together to pray. Now we hung our flags <laughs> up at half mast. Now we hope our sorrow will soon pass. Just very remedial rhyming. Let's see how this song progresses. Now America's at war. And soon you'll be crying boo-hoo. Get you out, you'll be on the run. We'll shoot you down with our army's guns. Now America's at war. All right, right. I think you get the idea. Song, I think, is mostly just fantasizing about catching uh, Obama, uh, Obama, Osama bin Laden. As a nation, we have to what you will about this song but he does make a good point and that is um 
9-11-2001 was not fun, lest anyone think it was a big party. It's not. So we can get rid of the terrorists okay. forever. Okay. <laughs> rah, rah, America. Charles D. Grubb really brought the entire country together with this anthem. America's at war. All right. And with that, let's get into the crazy, bizarre twist. Stop fuck up news right now. Join Distorted View Daily. Please consider signing up and becoming a member of The Sideshow. That's DV's member site where you gain full access to the entire archive of programs. More importantly, every single week we do brand new Sideshow exclusive podcasts, typically on Tuesday and Thursday. This week is no different. So yesterday's episode was Sideshow exclusive and uh, tomorrow's episode will be another Sideshow exclusive podcast, so it's a great time to sign up. Again, superfreaksideshow.com. Memberships are very inexpensive, only $6.99 a month, even less when you opt for a quarterly, semi-annual, yearly, or lifetime membership. I've got great news. If you happen to use Spotify or Apple Podcasts, you can now sign up for the Sideshow right in those apps. It's super easy, just a couple of taps, and boom, you're getting all of the uh, new exclusive episodes. Now, uh, there is a bit of a trade-off. Uh, you know, you get some uh, convenience, right? Just a couple of taps, you're getting all the exclusive uh, new shows, but you don't get uh, the, the the entire past archive. So if you want to hear like 2,005 episodes of DV or something, best way to do it is go to superfreaksideshow.com. Now, I am adding past episodes in Apple Podcasts, and I'm trying to go back in Spotify as well. It's just very time-consuming, and, uh, you know, who knows how long it's going to take to get the entire archive up there, so... Just be aware of those limitations. If you want to read more about that, uh, there's some information up at distortedview.com and superfreaksideshow.com. Finally, we've got a Patreon account, patreon.com slash distortedview, where you can pledge as little as a dollar. Every little bit helps. This show is how I make my living, so uh, I, I rely on you freaks, and you have never let me down. Eh, that might not be entirely true, but for the most part, you haven't let me down. Thank you so much to all of my Sideshow members and, of course, you patrons. Again, patreon.com slash distortedview. All right, three very quick stories now. First up, we're going to Texas. We're going to Texas. We're going to Texas. We're going to Texas. Here we go. Woo! We're going to Texas. We're going to Texas. We're going to Texas. Here we go. All right, a Texas parent caused an uproar this weekend after handing out Easter eggs to kids at the Gullet Elementary School campus in Austin. What's the problem with that? Kids love Easter eggs. Most of the eggs were filled with candy. Kids love candy, too. But a handful of the eggs... Here we go. <laughs> Here's the distorted view twist. Yes, a handful of the eggs were packed with unopened condoms. Trojan man. Again, look, I, I'm a positive person. So my mind immediately goes to, it could be a lot worse. The Easter eggs could have contained used condoms. This Cadbury cream tastes funny. It sure does, little Janet. It sure does. Little Janet's going to get a hepatitis test on Easter. That's how she's going to celebrate. Either that or for the next few decades, every year you're going to have a happy Passover herpes outbreak right in your mouth. That's how I can tell spring has sprung. Like fucking clockwork. 
Parent Nathan Jensen, a professor at the University of Texas and a father of three, said he was initially concerned when the school informed him via email of the incident, taking to social media this week to tweet, Not sure this is the Austin weird I signed up for. Jensen then took it upon himself to find out more. According to a text thread among Jensen and other parents at the school, it all seems to have been a big mistake. Parents of the thread share that the woman handing out eggs supposedly works as a pharmacist and dressed up as a bunny while overseeing a safe sex presentation at a nearby clinic. Jensen says uh, she then went to pick up her second grader while still wearing the costume, and she ended up mobbed by students at the school, to whom she started handing out candy. Running out of supplies, she called her husband for help, and he accidentally grabbed the wrong eggs. Chaos ensued, Jensen said. These are elementary school kids. They don't know what condoms are. It's ultimately not a big deal. Just tell the kids they're balloons that are ribbed, the reservoir tip, and lubed up with spermicide. These balloons taste funny. Now the Austin Independent School District is reevaluating its safety protocols following the incident. You can't just let anyone dressed up like a bunny come onto your campus and start giving stuff to kids. I feel like I'm giving pedophiles some free advice here. Hi, Galileo2333. God, go away, man. He's always listening to this show. A district spokesperson said it was an incredibly careless and inappropriate action of a parent. The school's principal also sent out a letter to parents explaining that the event was not planned or sanctioned by the school. Officials also spoke with the parent about the inappropriate nature of their activity. Some politicians are seizing the opportunity to use this incident for their campaigns against discussions about sex in schools. Texas Attorney General candidate George M. Bush shared the story to Twitter, calling the incident disgusting and unlawful. Radicalized leftist parents and school admins are out of control. A little hyperbole there. Attempting to exploit our children while in school. That was uh, part of the tweet. As Attorney General, all hold school districts accountable for their failures to protect our kids. It's like the kids saw a condom. It's not the end of the world. Such a prude, man. All right, second story we have for you today. This one just happens to come from our most fucked up state. Say it with me. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Praise Jesus. Give me a hallelujah. Hallelujah. Dad, I hold my flower now. This almost fucked up state. Shepherd, hear me now. Oh, it's almost fucked up state. A model claims that her landlord has more than doubled her rent, all because he found out that she is an OnlyFans star. What really makes this a distorted view news story is that, you know, he wasn't mad about this girl filming nude shit in the apartment. He was actually quite titillated. (laughs) Romy Chase, 29, was shocked when her older landlord paid her a surprise visit after she had been living in her four-bedroom home in Miami for nearly a year. Under the guise of it being a routine home inspection, Romy says the only thing the man really inspected was her body. And he liked what he saw. Uh, He confronted her about her work in the adult industry. A few weeks later, the influencer received a letter informing her that her monthly rent was rising from $2,300 to $4,800 a month. Which I don't even think that's legal. 
Isn't there like a, a rule or a rule? I don't know. A law where you can't raise someone's rent more than a certain percentage. I mean, this is like more than double. That's like that. that that's extortion. I know if I was a woman, specifically like a woman who had sex on cam for a living, I would offer to, you know, do a do a shoot with this guy. Like you can fuck me. We'll film it. It'll go up on my OnlyFans. But you got to lower that that rent, you know? Come on, work with me. Romy, who made $1 million in her first year on OnlyFans, like maybe it's time you stop renting. I mean, I know like Miami real estate is super expensive, but you can get financed at this point, right? Offer to sleep with the lending company. Oh, I would be fucking ever. If I was uh, good looking enough to be a female OnlyFans model raking in a million dollars a year, oh yeah, I would be bartering a lot. I wouldn't be paying for cars. I'd be getting good deals on, uh, you know, rent or houses. All right, Romy, who made a million dollars in her first year on OnlyFans, said, when he came over, the only thing he inspected was me. He told me he found my Instagram, went through all of my links, and my OnlyFans. I was astounded, completely taken aback, and put on the spot, to say the least. He definitely made the impression that he didn't take kindly or approve of how I made. Oh, okay, so he wasn't happy with how she was making her money. Uh, he had an attitude. I could feel him judging and looking down on me, but I chalked it up to him being from a different generation with a different set of values. Turns out he's just an asshole. Uh, when the Polish model called him to ask him why he hadn't informed her of the rent hike during the inspection, she claimed he did not provide an explanation. He showed zero emotion and basically said between the lines, either pay the rent or get the fuck out. Despite being able to afford the new price, Romy decided to forego her security deposit and move out as she felt judged. She said, why allow this kind of twisted shame game for a home that is lovely but not worth the price? Former primary school teacher Romy left her home in Poland in 2017 in pursuit of starting a life here in America. Ah, the American dream. Finger yourself on cam and buy yourself a Bentley. She said her college degree wasn't worth much, so at some point I was broke. I didn't have my social security number, I didn't have my green card or work permit, so I had to hustle. I started doing side gigs for fetish sites and glamour photo shoots. Her plus-size modeling career selling glamour and fetish photos and making adult videos for OnlyFans skyrocketed. So by January 2020, she wanted to move to a larger home in Miami. During the course of that year, her first year in Miami, she made a uh, million dollars and became one of the world's top OnlyFans creators. I think she's only behind Nikocado Avocado in gross sales. And in Nikocado's case, I do mean gross as for that crazy hike in uh, rent price, she said, I thought it was insane. None of this was in the initial lease that I signed. When I contacted a few lawyers, I was told that he was uh, he was within his rights in the state of Florida. Fucking Florida, of course. There's no regulation on rent hikes in Florida. Again, just say it with me. Florida, our most fucked up state. Well, Romy... Is that her name? Romy? Uh, she's moved completely out of Florida. Good move. Uh, she's moved to Las Vegas, as she had heard other performers in her industry live there, and she's now much happier and paying reasonable rent. She's speaking out about her experience with the hope of ensuring no one else has to go through what she has. She said, was I targeted for being in the adult industry, for being an immigrant, or for being a single woman in her 20s, making more money per year than he ever did in his entire fucking life? miserable old fart. That's right, honey. You call him what he is. 
A decrepit old, frail, near dead. All right, final story we have for you today. How do you guys feel about office birthday parties? Yeah, they're kind of lame. But on the flip side, you know, you get a little cake, you get some ice cream, you get a break from doing your boring ass menial tasks. Some people, though, don't like the attention or they just don't want to be reminded of their own mortality. I think that was the case with one man who specifically told his employer not to celebrate his birthday. And the office went ahead and uh, just celebrated his birthday. The man was pissed. So pissed, he filed a lawsuit. Best of all, he won. Best birthday ever. Instead of some generic shitty-ass sheet cake, this motherfucker's walking away with $450,000 for his birthday. Uh, A Kentucky man with an anxiety disorder. Okay, I can relate. Asked his employer not to celebrate his birthday because it would trigger a panic attack. When the company, Gravity Diagnostics, ignored Kevin Burling's request and had a surprise lunchtime celebration for him on August 7th, he got upset. And then days later, he was fired. On March 31st, a jury awarded him $450,000. The jury found that Burling suffered an adverse employment action because of his anxiety disability. The saga began in August of 2019 when Burling told his office manager that he did not want to celebrate his birthday because it would trigger a panic attack. The company has a practice of having birthday celebrations at the office for employees. However, the company surprised him on his birthday with a celebration in the lunchroom. Burling had that panic attack. (laughs) He quickly left and finished the rest of his lunch in his car (laughs) while everyone else was eating his birthday cake and ice cream. He then texted his manager, upset that the company failed to accommodate his simple fucking request. A day after the celebration, Burling was called into a meeting where he was confronted and criticized for his reaction. The confrontation triggered another panic attack. Okay, this guy should just not be a part of society. He's not equipped to handle any interaction, it sounds like. Get this guy on disability. Actually, you know, how old is he? He made $450,000. I don't know, maybe if he invests it well, he can retire early. At the conclusion of the meeting where he had a panic attack, uh, the plaintiff was sent home from work for the remainder of August 8th and August 9th. Nice little vacay. On August 11th, he was sent a letter telling him that he was being terminated because of the events of the previous week. Oh, that's a big no-no. Basically getting fired because of his disability. Hell yeah, you're going to clean up. Burling sued, alleging disability discrimination and retaliation. Gravity Diagnostics did not respond to a request for comment. The founder and chief operating officer, Julie Brazil, told the Northern Kentucky News website, Link NKY, that Burling was terminated for violating a workplace violence policy, and the company stands by its decision. She also said there had been an increase in incidents of workplace violence, telling the site, My employees de-escalated the situation to get the plaintiff out of the building as quickly as possible while removing his access to the building, alerting me and sending out security reminders to ensure that he could not access the building, which is exactly what they were supposed to do. Tony Buker, an attorney for Burling, said his client posed no threat. I think the significance for employers is that they need to understand that they shouldn't make assumptions about individuals with mental health issues. Kevin was an exceptional employee that went above and beyond for his employer, and if they would have taken a step back, it would have been clear that he did not present any danger at all. wonder what happened. What, what are they considering violence? I mean, I'm sure he was kind of like freaking out and yelling while he was having his little 
panic attack, but again, you brought this on yourself with all that cake and merriment. Kevin doesn't like a good time with a lot of people. His birthday wish is that you all just stay away from him. Don't walk up to his desk, ask him how his weekend was. He doesn't want to hear about your family barbecues. It's excruciating. I know because I'm Kevin. I'm Kevin. <laughs> oh, God. All right. Uh, there you go. That, my friends, is your distorted news for Wednesday. Let's do a couple voicemails and get the hell out of here. All right. Love to hear from you, freaks. And there are many ways to contact the show. Show at distortedview.com. I'm all over social media at distortedview on Twitter and Instagram. Facebook.com slash distortedview show. Uh, don't forget, we've got that new YouTube channel. Very important. You subscribe and uh, hit the bell for notifications. There's a link on the main navigation bar over there at distortedview.com. Just click on uh, or tap on YouTube and you'll be whisked away there. All right, let's check in with a few patrons. Hey, hey, Timmy Boo. Hey, hey, Freaks. It's Unicorn Hamps checking in. Uh, I wish I could say where I come from is cornbread and chicken. But I'm sitting here and I'm watching the TV and I see on TV nothing but bullshit like this yeah. whole they think it's entertaining now uh, we have a share of healthy people here in massachusetts we got healthy motherfuckers but we also have a share of fat asses here Represent. and you know what it is is we need to make a big deal about this boston marathon which is stupid oh yeah yeah who wants to watch athletic athletic people run a marathon it would be yep. much more entertaining if we had overweight people and people with intellectual disabilities be yes. running a marathon. It would be more interesting, at least for the spectators. We should make that a requirement. You have to be overweight and run the marathon, and then we can yeah, have... Because really, it's just like in-shape people showing off when they do these marathons. ...have the fast food sponsors, and if they yeah. finish the finish line, they can get like a choosing of... This could be the start of a sports giant, right? A huge franchise opportunity. I want to I see out of shape, extremely obese people playing basketball, football, baseball, track and field. Those dumb sports where you got to ride horses. Oh, the poor horses. All fat sports. That is entertaining. You are on to something here, Even Unicorn. Burgers or the Taco Bell, anything like that. Right. I'm. You know what? I, I got to move on to the next call. But like I said, you're on to something. I'm willing to invest. Let's get this started. Hi. I'm just calling to tell uh, Unicorn Hamster to shut the fuck up and that he's annoying right. and that... Um, his calls go on for too long, too well, consistently. I did have to cut him off. His, his call was going to go on for over two minutes. And they are all disgusting. All right. Well, uh, your voice has been heard <laughs> right after I played Unicorn Hamster. Good timing. Hi. That's a complaint for 33. <laughs> uh, actually, I'm just wondering, uh, whatever happened to that one lady freak that, like, was an adult pedophile and might have been, like, touched by her dad? So, like, when she's drunk, she tries hitting on him. I mean, I, I'm just saying, I'm, I'm trying to get my dick wet. Wait a second. Who who are you talking? I don't remember that utard, and I, 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 I want to know more about that. Refresh my memory. I would love to play her again. I mean, I might not be a baby, but, you know, I can be your daddy for a night. And she can be my sweet honey bear. That's how the fuck that clip goes. Oh, is that the clip you're referring to? That wasn't a real person. That was that was a movie. 
Good Timmy Boo. This is fellow Ohioan Careless Fairy Stevie Dicks from the Discord. Oh, wow. Um, you know, DV is like a disgusting oasis for me. Yeah. In today's hyper-woke, sanitized, politically correct bullshit uh, that's supposed to be aimed at me as like a libtard, faggy millennial. Yeah. Uh, I, but I find it so exhausting and isolating. But I think there are two kinds of libtard, faggy... What do you call yourself? Libtard, libtard faggot? <laughs> that's a good call and name. I think... There are plenty of people who consider themselves to be liberal and are not hypersensitive about names and words, and they're able to laugh at things without having like a fucking stick up their ass. But more often than not, or I, I think the the trend is to just be offended and upset by everything. That's the other group of people. It's almost like sharing your Wordle scores. Hear me out. I'm going somewhere with this. You know how it's a point of pride getting that word all the word before your friends getting it one guess or two guess some of these like hyper um i hate the term woke but i'll I'll use the term woke woke people get off on being the first to be offended like finding something new to be offended about and going after the person tweeting about it and that that becomes like their their main focus in life is just being a miserable fucking tattletale asshole. I thank God for you and DV. You truly are one of the last bastions of sensitiveness and a nostalgic bomb of a more uh, fun and mean spirited time. Yeah. Um, I have two things to say real quick. Um, things that I love that I feel are underrated on the show is when you say turbo and turbo. when you go ping. It's like my favorite stuff. Um, also, um, been doing that for eight, the ting thing for ages. I think since the start of the podcast, I can take pretty much anything, but animal abuse is like too much on me. And you're an asshole for the uh, bunny sunshine lollipops clip. Yes. Well, and- if you if you were around when I initially played that, you were in good company. There were a lot of people upset with me. Uh, now it's just it. I don't play a lot of animal abuse <laughs> on the podcast because again. I never really thought it was hilarious. I thought the noise that particular rabbit was making was insane. I never heard anything like that. It was more shocking than I than I thought it was funny. Of course, I don't like little bunnies dying, but uh, it became a thing. And so now that, that Bunny Crutch song is forever part of DV history, and it'll, it'll continue to pop up every now and then. Real quick work story. I was listening to an episode, can't remember which, but it had a clip of a woman projectile shitting into another woman's mouth. Sure. And once that audio swarmed my headphones, I yelled out loud, God damn it, Tim. And my coworkers asked if everything was okay. And I had to <laughs> later tell them that I was listening to Joe Rogan to get them off my back. Sorry, what? wasn't a place to spread the distortion. Uh, anyways, love you, Tim. Keep but up. Joe Rogan is acceptable. Good work. Rip level 80, and Unicorn Hamster is creepy as shit, but I still love him, and talk to you later. Right, well, there you go, Unicorn Hamster. You had a, a hater call, and now you got this guy who says that he loves you, even though you're weird. All right, uh, that's a good place to end the program. That is all the time we have on this edition of the show. Want you guys to email me? Show at distortedview.com. Distortedview.com is our official website. Voicemail line for you, 206-666-4463. That's 206-666. Oh, God, is it? Oh, God. No! My ball! Spread the distortion STD. Tell all your friends about.
out the podcast. Don't forget to give us a five-star rating, a thumbs up, or like wherever you can rate and review these shows. I will see you back tomorrow if and only if you're Sideshow members. Otherwise, be back on Friday. Until then, have a great day. Bye. Scribe.net.